Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. I am so excited to have you here with us today. We're doing something a little different, you know, and it's fun for me because sometimes I get thrown for a little bit of a loop and uh, I like the challenge. I, you know, I, I think you've heard the show enough to know that it's pretty consistent and, and it's kind of my guilty pleasure. But today I get to do something a little bit different from the normal. So thanks for being here with us. You know, I appreciate the time that you take out of your day to watch the show, to be with us. And hopefully we're helping you make that needlepoint shift every time to live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. So some of you that follow Kathy and I closely, you know that we have a platinum book tour that's coming that we're going to be launching. Uh, we still got some openings if you're listening to this live, um, but we've got some really exciting people that are going to be touring the nation with their best-selling books to share with you their message. Now, there's some cool things that are going to happen within that. Um, we're not going to be doing a whole lot of selling this year because we want to really get good at speaking in front of people, at signing, um, and at, you know showing up at events and having our book and be powerful. And so we really put together a really good package. Now, here's the cool part about it. If you were to do a national book signing tour by yourself, it would be expensive. Um, you know, it's one of the reasons why if you were to sign with one of the big companies, um, you know, and they were backing your book, it's one of the reasons why there isn't as much money as they used to pay because of how much it costs to get you around the country or they won't pay for you to do that. And you get to pay for you to get around the country. Um, so, yeah, who wants that, right? <laughs> um, and so we have created a way that we can all get together. And, um, you know, we have a saying in Bestsellers Guild, when one wins, we all win. And by all of us coming together, we can really put something really awesome that can affect the world and also help us be able to, you know, afford to do it right where we are. Do it now as opposed to wait. You know, you don't have to be Tony Robbins um, or have Oprah money in order to be able to do a book signing tour. You can do it right now today. So I've got a couple of our best-selling authors that are part of our Platinum Tour here on with us. Um, and I'm just going to let them introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about their book um, and why it's so special to them. So... Take it away, ladies. All right. <laughs> I just got a cue. Hi, how are you, Steve? I want to say thank you so much for having me back again. It's always a pleasure. Um, my name is Kay Monique, and I am um, a best-selling author of Make It Happen. And I am excited about this project. It is a life-shifting short read that I was able to put out at the beginning of this year. And it was really um, powerful for me because there's a, um, 
there is a statistic that I like to use when I do trainings. And um, it was found in the Forbes magazine. And it said that only 40% of Americans make New Year's resolutions. And Scranton University found or suggested that only 8% of that 40 actually fulfills those goals that they set which means that I have a large audience, Steve, to, um, to encourage that now is the time to make it happen. So what, it's not January, so what, February's over, but there is still time um, to make it happen. <laughs> All right, Veronica, now it's your turn. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm stuck with K Monique. So, hey everybody, I'm Veronica Simon, and I am a best-selling author of Soul Engagement, which came out last year. I'm about to have number two, book number two, of being a best-selling author. Yes, I'm projecting it out into the atmosphere ahead of time, which is going to be called Soul Runner. And for me, it's more so about getting to know who, exactly who you are and being comfortable in your own skin. Um, and then, of course, pushing yourself beyond your norm. We have a way of captivating ourselves or shackling ourselves and not going any further than what other people believe we can versus believing what God says we can and then going forward in that. So I'm here and excited um, actually to do something that I would have never done on my own. So I'm excited to be here with Steve and Kaymoni and the rest of our crew who's going to be joining us at another time. And Kathy's going to be on the tour, and there's some fun stuff that's uh, going to involve some training with uh, Lisa Nichols. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of really cool stuff going on. We're going to kick it off at Speak and Write to Make Millions in Boya. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we've got some things happening in there and a uh, great opportunity to just kind of meet with some of our peeps, you know, um, and really be there and show them the books and that kind of thing. And then there is all kinds of exciting other places. And, and honestly, you know, some of them are set and some of them aren't. We're talking about over the course of a whole year. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, things are going to happen because that's life. Um, and when they do, we'll find another place, you know? Um, it sounds like, uh, I just heard this just the other day, so ladies, this may be new info to you. Uh -oh. Sounds like Speak and Write East Coast is gonna be in Orlando this year. Oh. what they're saying right now. Um, you know, so that's probably gonna be another one of the stops, and that's like November. Um, we're also actually in negotiations with uh, my good friends at eWomen uh, Network. If any of you are familiar with eWomen, do you guys know eWomen? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> eWomen uh, is the largest uh, women's networking organization in the world. They have about 120,000 or so members internationally. Um, yeah. And they have an international conference every year, uh, first part of August. Um, and we're talking about doing a breakout session there. Oh. We're talking with them about that. It isn't firm, you know. We don't have a signed contract on it yet, but oh, we're gonna get it. No problem. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and uh, they're good friends of ours. And of course, we started the radio show off on the E Women Radio Network. So, oh. uh, fun to check in with Phyllis and Sandra Yancey and and uh, the different ones and see what they're doing. So that's uh, a couple of things we know of. Now, another exciting thing. I don't know if you guys heard Kathy talking about this one or not, but at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So basically about this time next year, um, Kathy's looking into setting up some TED Talks. 
Um, and uh, I don't yeah. know where those are going to be located, but you know, everybody wants to be in a TED talk. Well, that's one of the things uh, that we want to do with it. And just a lot of fun, you know, and, yes, yes. and you can see from these guys, they're having a lot of fun even here today. And <laughs> Honey, you're scaring me. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. Yeah. Well, you know, I, for some of us, um, you didn't know my background. You know, my dad's a pastor. My grandfather's a pastor. Um, you know, I think the first time I was on stage, I probably was a baby. You know, you know how it is with the pastors and their babies, you know? And so when it comes to being on stage and that kind of thing, um, you know, it's more a matter of why wouldn't I, you know? I remember yeah. one time uh, at an event, actually I was at a Global Leaders with uh, Lisa Nichols, and she's like, Steve, do you mind talking? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> Off the cuff, I got to do a video. <laughs> um, and so, and it may even be out there as one of their promotional videos. Um, and that's what we want to get for you guys is to be to the point where you're just so comfortable yes. being, speaking, presenting your book, asking for book signing tours or book, you know, signings in, in different places that you're the pro at it. Um, you know, and that's what we want for you guys. And so, A, we're going to share a little bit of what Kathy and I have learned over the years. And B, we're going to, you know, learn some things together, some stuff that you guys know that we don't know. And that's the cool part about it is, is because, uh, you know, if, if two heads are better than one, then what will 10 or 20 heads all together be like? Right. Right. Yeah. An amazing experience. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm loving the concept of why wouldn't I? I mean, that just resonated with me. And especially being someone that considers herself to be somewhat shy and an introvert. Um, so being able to come out and truly be who I am, which is a heck of a unicorn um, in front of other people is uh, whew, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm sitting here and I'm going, oh, my goodness, I can probably pass out, <laughs> fall off the stage. <laughs> Funny. Now, see, it's amazing because I'm the total opposite. I'm more like Steve. I love public speaking. I've been doing it a long time. Um, so I'm looking forward to being polished and groomed and the opportunity to do it or, or be taught how to do it on next level um, and somewhere outside of the church arena. When you are a church baby, quote unquote, mm -hmm. um, it just comes natural. You can do that at any time or any place. But when you're moving to, from kingdom to the marketplace, from ministry to marketplace, that's the transition um, that requires some polishing a little bit. We'll be right back with more about our Platinum Tour and a couple of our best-selling authors that are going to be on that tour in just a moment. Here on Thriving Entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to we help 
youthrive.com. Check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. I want to jump right back into our interview with Veronica and Kay Monique as we talk about our message and about the tour that we're going to take a bunch of best-selling authors probably to a place near you and let them do some book signing and also some speaking and share with you their message. One of the fun things we're going to do, we're going to do a little bit of training here live that you guys didn't even know I was going to do. I didn't even know I was going to do, but I've decided. Um, it's one of the things that I want to talk about what both of you said. So Veronica, I got a great story for you about passing out on stage. Um, and no, I didn't actually pass out. Fortunately. Um, but uh, it was actually at a speaking right. We were, um, Kathy and I were up front, uh, you know, up on the stage talking because, uh, you know, we're, we're big uh, angel supporters for MTS, you know, the motivating the teen spirit. Love it. You know, Maya's been to it a million times. Um, and, you know, pretty much they know, hey, if we need like 500 bucks for, uh, you know, for snacks for the kids for this particular event, they could pretty well call us and we're going to, you know, step in at the last minute and help that. And we were up on stage doing it. And then afterwards, they're like, okay, you know, time to come down. And there was no handrail. And, um, you know, I'm not the... I'm not the most mobile person these days, you know, between being 51 and being pretty broken down physically. <laughs> um, I looked at the step and I just had this immediate thought. I was like, it's not going to happen. I'm just going to have to be up here on stage or fall on my face. One of the two. <laughs> wow. Fortunately, Marcus actually came over. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Marcus Alexander. He's almost always yeah. there. Volunteering. Uh -huh. Marcus came over and, and offered us each a hand. And so I was able to get off stage and, and then it wasn't embarrassing at all, but I do understand the feeling. So um, when you start feeling that way, just think of, you know, well, it could be worse. I could be Steve <laughs> trying to figure no. out. If he's <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was thinking while you were talking about transitioning from church to, uh, you know, to non-church, if you will, from sacred to secular, whatever kind of words you want to throw in there. <laughs> um, there is, um, in the music industry, uh, they actually go after Christian musicians because they're already well-seasoned in their ability to perform. Um, mm -hmm. That's why Katie Hudson, who, you know, now you all know her as Katy Perry, mm -hmm. started out in church. You know, Aretha Franklin, of course, we all know her, a lot yeah. of them. And it's a really, really good place. And what you'll find is, um, is, is that that really does transition. Um, the other encouragement I would give you is for both of you, even though you're on opposite sides of the spectrum, just be yourself. Because who you are is exactly what's going to resonate with the people there. Um, often we try to hide our light under a bushel. And, you know, that doesn't have to both, that doesn't have to just be spiritual. Sometimes we just take the uniqueness that is us and we, you know, we keep it held back. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, we don't reach that person. And honestly, you know, if over the course of this year, if each of us just impacted one person, that would be worth all we spent. And it's going to be way more than that. But I'm just saying, even just with that. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about our message. Um, we talked about specifically what the book is, but um, I want to ask each of you, and Veronica, I'm going to let you go first this time since Kay Monique went first on the last one. I'm giving you a second <laughs> to think about it while I'm talking here. Um, 
I want you to think if you could only share one thing with a person and you're never going to see them again, what is that one message that you have to make sure that people really, that you really said to them? That one message, I'm going to sum it up in three words, and that would be, be you, boo. And that's how I actually got to my book, Soul Engagement, because um, Kay Monique and I have, we're quite similar um, when it comes to being in the church and whatnot. My grandparents were pastors, and they raised me because my mom was a teenage mom. Um, My husband was a senior pastor before we left Atlanta, and we had our own ministry for eight years. Um, but I am kind of like a rebel to a degree of not wanting to be on the stage in church, so to speak, because of bit, that's been the majority of my life, um, being in the church. Uh, I wanted to do something different. I wanted to go outside of the church to be able to get more people to understand, listen, don't get locked into legalism that a lot of folks are locked into when it comes to the message from a church pulpit. I want you to be free enough to know exactly who you are and trust in your personal relationship with Christ because it is about making it personal and not personal with a pastor or personal with people up in the leadership of the church circles, but it's about you having that personal relationship with Christ himself so that you can really understand exactly who you were born to be. That's good stuff. All right. So same question for you, Kay Monique. Um, That one thing that you have to make sure you share with, with people. Um, mine would be literally the title of the book, Make It Happen. And when I say that, it is birthed from a similar place, um, just living in other people's expectation. Like we, you can't, I, I heard this before, you can't grow time, you cannot borrow it, you cannot buy it. Like every day we all get 86,400 sec- 86, seconds, like to be brilliant. And Make the decision, make the decision to step out of your pain, out of your past, Mm -hmm. out of other people's expectation, out of your fear. Um, You don't want to look back and have lost time that you can't get back to be great. Like just, it's pretty much the same message, just a little bit different. You know, it's a decision. I think people forget that you get to make the choice. It's not those pastors. It's not your parents. It's not your spouse. At some point in life, we have to get selfish and make decisions to make things happen for ourselves. And even though it is selfish, it's a good kind of selfish. It is. Yeah. It is. All right. Well, so imagine in your mind's eye, and this one's going to be fun and terrifying all at the same time. Um, (laughs) I don't know your specific cities exactly, but I know you've all been to a football stadium or a big arena or something like that. Okay. Imagine in your mind's eye, if you were standing in front of a crowd of 25, 35, 50,000 people. Okay. Now take a deep breath. Let that in. All right. Pass out for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then regain. Yeah. But then... Take that same kind of a feeling, that adrenaline rush of both fear and excitement, and embrace the one person in front of you right now that needs you to say something that's going to change their life. 
Let's give them one tip that they could do right now to take that message as you just said and do it. So who wants to go first? I'll do it. I'll start. Um, That one message that I would tell the person that's in front of me that I can see would be look in the mirror into exactly who you are. Look beyond the reflection into the soul and the essence of the core of who you are and say, I am worthy. I am valuable. You know, keep repeating the affirmations that are positive, that are going to be uplifting so that when you feel your spirit rising, then you will rise in it and embody it and walk forward into your destiny, which awaits you. Very good. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, I, I'm a part of the way I learn and um, I process information is visual. And so I would invite whoever's listening to me to do one of the two things that I did. Either find a visual, a picture, mm-hmm. an item, or I would ask them to actually find a place, a private place to write down. What are your expectations? What are your expectations for the next three months or the next six months or by the end of the year? What do you need to see happen? What do you want to see happen? And I, want, I, would, I would say to them, imagine visualizing your new house or your new car or your degree by the end of the year. When you see the degree, you usually don't like see D-E- G-R-E-E, you see a visual, you see a picture. And so you have to get something that you can keep before your eyes every day. Just like um, Veronica invited you to have an affirmation, I'm going to invite you to have a picture. I'm going to invite you to have some type of visual to keep in front of your eyes so that you can understand that this is for real. Because if you closed your eyes right now, you have such superpower that if I said yellow cat, behind your closed eyelids, you would be able to see that yellow cat because you're a vessel of vision. Mm-hmm. It goes beyond what you can see, but it's the vision that you have on the inside and it'll realize for you. It will realize. Awesome. Hey everybody. Right. Now, don't you want to be here and hear these two as well as all the rest of them come in? <laughs> I mean, if, if, if they just did just that, they walked up on stage, said that, and then walked off. Mic drop each one of you guys. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> Just like, boom, that's it. I, don't know. <laughs> I'll probably jump off. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah there you go. We can get a whole crowd up there in front and you can do the, you you know, right They might move. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk about our why. You know, um, I have a, a friend of mine uh, that was one of my early mentors, and she said to me, she said, People will do anything you ask them to do if they understand why. And so there's some people that don't understand why would you do this? You know, maybe they're scared, you know, or introverted, like you were saying, Veronica, or maybe they, uh, you know, feel like they have a very strongly established, uh, you know, group that they speak to. And why would I want to move on to someplace else? You know, Um, and so for each of us, our why is very personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, hey, Monique, uh, kick us off with this one. Why do you want to share this so important message with the world? Wow. Um, 
and I'm pausing because it's so so many, but if I had to share the the biggest reason why is because like purpose, walking in purpose is just part of even since I was a little girl, being able to do what I wanted to do. Um, Veronica mentioned a word earlier. She said rebel. I've always been like the total opposite of what everybody expects or what everyone else is doing. I too uh, pastor with my husband and as a first lady or a pastor's wife, there's like this, this formula or this little frame that you're supposed to fit in and I don't fit there. So my why is wanting people to walk in their purpose, their uniqueness, to be the unicorn that they are. I am an advocate for people um, advocating for themselves. Like we do good taking care of other people, see? We do good taking care of our family and our friends and so on and so forth, but we forget about us. Mm -hmm. So the why for me, even why I wrote this book, I needed something. I needed something that was gonna shift my year. I needed something that was outside of my marriage, outside of my house, outside of my responsibility to ministry. My why was, again, a good kind of selfish. It's my turn. And I, I needed to prove to myself that I could leap and not look back, that I could show the people that I would be leading that it's possible to do this. Mm -hmm. So I, I just want everybody to know what that feels like, to, to put your mind to it and in a short amount of time, um, kid marketing helped me realize a dream. I have four manuscripts. You helped me in 30 days make real one of them with a decision. That's awesome. All right. Three more to come. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Man, Kay Monique, um, you sure we aren't related? <laughs> we're sisters see but we had to you know i had to step out the box to find you you know oh well i mean we both stepped out of the box for sure so for me my why is quite similar i needed more of the accountability of self because it's one thing to be accountable for other people mm -hmm. but when it comes to you being accountable for yourself we have a tendency of sidestepping that to a degree and so for me um i can say that i've been an enabler with the way that I've helped other people. And of course, being in a certain kind of position uh, where people are looking to you to help guide them and whatnot, you can do so, but also get in the way of that. Um, and I had moments where I really needed to shut down, push back and take a look and go, wait a minute, the way I have loved a couple of people has absolutely been the wrong way to love them. And I've been selfish to a degree of hiding what I had to offer because I felt like I needed to be pouring more into them. And of course, you know, the more you pour in, you still need someone to pour into you. And I was having that tug of war that was taking place. So in my needing more, a part of my why was the accountability of self to rise. So it was like, okay, Veronica, you do all of this. You host retreats, um, you host different women's ministries and that kind of stuff. And you're bringing people together, but you always get behind the curtain. You know, I'll go out and get speakers and other people to come to the event when I'm the host and I'm never the one who's ever speaking because I'm always putting somebody out in front and God is like, you know what? I gave you a message to give and you're giving it to other people to bring it to pass. But the mantle is still yours. So it's time for you to step up and get before the people and start bringing the message. They came to hear you. They came to build a relationship with you and you're back there behind the veil 
and that's not good enough. That's not good enough. And if people want more of that story, you're going to have to read Soul Engagement because I literally <laughs> got to the point of going to a breakdown where, I mean, physically it, it manifested itself in my body. So I went through a moment where I started writing manuscript for Soul Engagement and ended up having to um, do a focus group because I needed to check myself and even my own motives during that time to make sure that Lord, what he was down loading to me, I was able to regurgitate it in the way that he needed me to, but he used me as the prime model and uh, example that I was using to write it from. So I'm out there, you know, spread eagle fillet, showing everybody everything. Yeah, and normally you don't want to do that in certain positions, but he was like, enough is enough. <laughs> enough is enough. They need to know you. They need to know that you are relationable and they need to know that I'm with you but you've got to come out and you've got to be able to tell your story because nobody can tell your story like you. So that's my why. Oh my goodness, Steve. I feel like I'm about to pop like popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I can, just because she, she said two things. Number one, um, I think she mentioned something that would be true for almost all the authors, that you reach a low point. You want to help people avoid the low point or the pain mm -hmm. point or that depression that you find yourself in or that bad place where you know sickness is manifested in your body like you're so unhappy and you're so out of line with destiny and purpose that it starts to show up in your body but the other thing she said was we have to be accountable for what we bring to the table and it reminds me of the the parable of the um the, the man with the talents hey you're gonna he's coming back and this is a message I shared with a group of ladies recently. He's coming back and you're going to have to give an account for what you did. And most of us have been burying what we have to offer, burying that light under the bushel. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was upset. The, the, the rich man was upset when he came back and there was a return on his investment. So we yes. have a responsibility. That's right. Amen. Well, I even talk about in my book, uh, my first international bestselling book, um, you know, what I call being a zombie. And a lot of us do that. You know, we are dead, but we're still up walking around. You know, yeah. we're just not polite enough to lay down and die. And, <laughs> yeah. and, about it. You know, and then a lot of us, that's what we're doing is, is we've got this incredibly strong message inside of us, this gifting, this thing that only we can do. And, um, you know, we hide it. We're like, nah, you know, and here's all the reasons why. And here's why it's so legitimate that my BS <laughs> is, is worth it, you know? And, um, you know, and it's so easy to hide. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I remember, I remember sitting actually, it's ironic that we've talked about Lisa and E-Women because it was at an E-Women event that Lisa was speaking at. Wow. <laughs> I heard this the first time and it was a small group and, and Lisa said, she said, you have to understand, your gift was never about you. Yes. I watched yeah. that. I think I watched that. <laughs> and, uh, and it hit me like a dagger, you know? I was like, oh my gosh. I've got all these legitimate, sexy excuses for why you know, I'm too old, I'm too fat, I'm too, you know, all these things that we hide behind. And, uh, and it just doesn't matter because it's not about me. 
you know, and, um, and the same thing's true with people who are, who are wanting to write their book, you know, um, it's not about you. It's about the fact that if you don't share that message, who's going to. Right. Right. And people are waiting for it. The other thing is that there are actually people waiting. I was, someone told me about Lisa Nichols years ago and I just never, it didn't catch on. There was no, I was like, you know, she's good. And that was kind of it. And then maybe like four years ago, I was hungry. I was in a different place. I needed a different sound. And it wasn't a sound that Valerie Burton could give me or Marshawn Evans could give me. It was a Lisa Nichols sound I was looking for. I was able to, to relate. He, he, he had my personality temperature, you know, because I grew up like, you know, everybody's like, you are super loud. You got a lot going on. You know, I'm like the life of the party. They're like, calm down they don't take all that and for a while i developed a complex and i started to hide and i started mm-hmm. to shrink because who i was was not um good enough for these people or too much for them and so the more people told me that the more i toned it down and i lost myself but i promise you when i saw lisa nichols uh the heavier lisa nichols and then the smaller lisa nichols because you go through that with your insecurities i'm like i'm too big i got so much going on here to be in front of cameras or um I was like, oh my God. Like she's doing it anyway. So I really don't have an excuse. Right, right, right. And see I didn't even know Elisa Nichols until last year, um, after moving here to California. Uh and it was shortly after moving here to California and I was uh challenged to go to an event where I didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you kidding me? I just moved to California. And now you're mm-hmm. telling me that really come out of my comfort zone and go somewhere to an event where I don't know anyone. So I was like, Psh, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to do the VIP because that should be very small. So um, <laughs> I'm not going to be around a lot of people. <laughs> so I'll just slide in there and be in the corner and I'm good. I'm in the place. I've, I've accepted the challenge. And I got there and it was really challenging for me to drive myself to a place that I'd never been before, even though mm-hmm. I'm just down the street to walk into a place by myself, because normally someone will be with me um, when I go anywhere. And to be able to walk in that ballroom and those people were there, and there were many people that were there that I did not, I thought VIP was gonna be like, you know, a little small, okay, I'm gonna be comfortable, I'm good. But when people started popping out what appeared to be the walls and they're all hype and everything, and I'm sitting there like a little lady with a little bag and holding on to it like, oh my goodness you know, this is too much action for me right now, (laughs) you know, but though I was saying that on the outside pretty much, but the inside was getting kind of happy with the music she was playing and she was coming down. I was like, okay. And I found myself moving my head a little bit and I'm like, okay, I can get with this. Then I started doing my phone up in the air so I can catch. And someone says, are you serious? You're somewhere where they're playing that kind of music because you know, you were in the church, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, you know what? But I'm being edified. My spirit is coming alive. I think yeah. I like this because I can be in a corner and you not know I'm not in the room and I'm an observing person. So I'll sit there and observe all day long. Um, but I will say that as we were going through Lisa's uh, event, it came to the point where I started morphing back down to myself, you know, accustomed to moving to the back of the room when I should have been sitting closer to the front with VIP, but I became a door holder for other people. <laughs> <laughs> because I felt more comfortable in the back and I can hide back there versus being up front. But I was inspired to see Miss Lisa do her thing. Um, and I was like, wow, 
man, if I could just come alive like that, the things I could do, but I don't have that. I, I keep going. I don't have that in me. And who in their right mind is really going to listen to me? Right. But that kind of but you're an international best-selling author. You well, know. Yeah, yeah. And then I downplay that. <laughs> this is good stuff. This is good. Because people think when they see us that we don't deal with those things, but this is challenging us to step up, to really step out of the box and do something else. That's true. Yes. Well, and it's fun too, because as you do more interviews and you meet more people, um, you begin to hear a message that comes out. And it goes something along the lines of, and then I came to that thing that I wasn't going to share. <laughs> no way, not going to share that. Because if I tell this one, nobody's going to like me. I'm going to lose my company. I'm going to lose my following. I'm going to lose my church, whatever, you know. And uh, every single one of them, they're like, and that's when my company really actually started taking off is when I finally shared that thing. And it's so important because... Um, you know, it's when we're real that people really actually begin to want to be around us. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And I have a fear of success to a degree and people use, and when I would tell people that <clears throat> they would go, are you kidding? Who has a fear of being successful? And I go, me, mm -hmm. me. I know that I couldn't be if I just get out of my way. But then I think, you know what? I want to be able to do the normal things that normal people do. I want to be able to enjoy the simple things in life. You know, I want to be able to enjoy my life and people not always, you know, congregating or piercing down because I have a family and I have a nice sizable family. So I, I wouldn't want to cast a shadow over them. Kind of like what Lisa said um, at her speak, speaking right um, when I went, when she talked about her son, how he said he did not want to be known as Lisa Nichols' son. You know, he wanted to be known as himself. And I look at my children and I have one daughter who's aspiring to be an actress and a singer. And that's one of the other reasons why we relocated here. And so um, I thought about her during that time. And I thought, I don't want to blow up, so to speak, where it casts a shadow over her. And then now she's got to compete with me on some degree. But then I also had to come to the realization that, you know, our target audience or our tribe is not going to be the same, you know? So those who will be looking to follow me are going to be set aside for me and they will get the message. And those who are seeking after her will get whatever she brings to the table. And it's okay for us to run in parallel. Um, and even if we cross each other, but it will complement each other according to God's design for both of us. Absolutely. That's good stuff. See, I told you we could just go anywhere with this and it'll just be fun. And, uh, and the cool part about it is, is that, you know, you're watching this now. If you came and saw us, um, whatever's going to happen in La Jolla, you'll hear some stuff. And then, you know, every single time it's going to be a little different because every time that we show up someplace, there's a different need, you know, there's a different group of people. And to, um, uh, you know, to think that it's going to be the same, even when the words are the same, mm -hmm. um, it's just, you know, it just doesn't turn out that way. Nice. So I want to dive a little deeper and I want to do something that's not on the uh, three questions that Amber gave to Kay Monique and that I wrote down just before we started this. Um, <laughs> like I said, sometimes you take a left turn at Albuquerque. But, um, <laughs> Kathy did a fun thing in one of the groups 
I don't even remember which one, but it was one of the closed groups that we do. And she was pointing out some of the really, you know, cool things that people probably don't know about the different ones in our, in our tribe. So what I'd like to have you guys do is uh, tell us one thing that we don't know about you. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe step out. Excuse me, I need a break oh, wow. now. I gotta go hide from this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Like, could it just be anything? Yeah, I mean, you know, Kathy was talking about uh, different ones in our, uh, in our group that have, you know, built giant businesses. And one of the ladies, you know, she worked in a high level position for Coca-Cola and, and IBM and, uh, you know, different ones. And, and I get to hear all the stories afterwards. She's like, I was in this interview with somebody and did you know that this person used to be, you know, and uh, she was talking about somebody who they talk with the president or one of their advisors, like on a regular basis. You know, it's like, really? I wouldn't have guessed that person would have had anything to do with this particular president, you know, right now. But, yeah. you know, it's just, it's who they are, you know. And, and so, uh, whatever it might be, um, you know, what's, uh, what's one thing about you that maybe we don't know yet? Um, I don't know. Maybe I could say um, one thing that I'm really proud of is I'm married to my childhood sweetheart. I met my husband when we were 12. And um, I told him at 16 that he would be my husband, and he laughed at me. And he was like, you know, you're wonderful. You're going to always be my heart, but, you know, I don't know about being my wife. <laughs> and uh, we are 18 years. <laughs> we celebrated 18 years in November. This year is going to be 19 years. So I've been married almost 20 years. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Man, you just told the man he was going to be your husband. I yeah. did. I knew. Like, I'm telling uh, you. You know, let's be honest. With guys, you really just got to kind of tell them. It's like, this is what, <laughs> this is what's <laughs> best. Just do it. Just go with me. You know, it's going to work out. There you go. <laughs> hey, that's how the women make the wedding plans, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, I, he's still with me. Oh, wow. Wow. I would say for me, the one thing that uh, most people probably don't know is that um, we didn't think we would ever have children. Uh, we tried for five years consistently to have kids and it just wasn't working. We both got checked and everything. And it just wasn't working. And that was a heartbreaker because I really believed in my spirit. We both did. We believe wholeheartedly that we were destined to have children. So when we finally came to the point of, okay, maybe it's just not going to happen and we'll end up having to adopt. I decided that, okay, then, Lord, I'm going to get myself in back in school, go after a master's degree, keep my mind off of it, um, and then we'll start looking for adoption agencies and stuff like that. Ha, ha, ha. Soon as I did that. <laughs> and, you know, we stopped putting each other on the clock. <laughs> yeah. I need you here. <laughs> we stopped time. Exactly. It's time. This is the best time. <laughs> So of course you're putting stress on them and everything like that. But um, once we stopped doing that, it happened. We ended up with this little girl. We thought it was going to be a little boy. So I'd already bought stuff for a little boy and it actually <laughs> was a little girl. Um, and that's our first boy, Kayla. And, and it seems like after her, it was almost like back to back. My last two boys, they're 14 months apart. And people are like, what? And I was like, yeah, what? That third one, that fourth one, he snuck in there. 
Wow. <laughs> so, so most people look at us and go, you guys have a big family. And it's like, you don't understand. We prayed and we literally worked, you know, emotionally uh, invested the funds to go have the testings and stuff to get to that point. And when it all ended up where we ran out of the funds to keep going forward, it was delivered. He gifted that. And now we have a family that's four deep with children. That's oh awesome. my goodness. Yeah. See, that's, that's crazy because she said that we had a lot in common and uh, we've tried for the last 18 years. We do not have children, um, but I do believe that this um, six city tour um, is going to keep us distracted enough that maybe by Christmas. <laughs> Um, we're believing for that. So that's an awesome story. It's very encouraging. Awesome. Yeah, I've, uh, if you listen to every single episode of Thriving Entrepreneur, then uh, <laughs> there would be very few secrets about Steve that you wouldn't know at this point. <laughs> a few of the bombs that I've dropped on people over the course of the years of the show. Um, I used to actually be a DJ at a black gospel radio station. Um, All right. Yeah, I was on a show with TJ Mercer. You guys should listen to that one. TJ and I had a blast on that show. And I just said it out, you know, offhand, you know. And I was working at a DJ as a play, you know. And she's like, wait a minute. I'm taking over this interview. I'm talking to you. I got to find out more about that. <laughs> um, you know, I actually, um, with the gifting as an evangelist, I actually spent the first uh, part of my career as a minister. I was actually the lead singer in a Christian rock band for several years um i was a lot thinner and, and younger then um <laughs> in fact it would be fun for those of you that um that uh, have amber on your facebook uh it wasn't that long ago it was a couple weeks ago maybe she actually showed a picture of her she's probably two maybe three um and i'm yeah i'm holding her you know and <laughs> Kathy said to me, she goes, she goes, you weren't even a grown adult then yourself, <laughs> you know, cause man, it's true. And I was like 22 at the time. So, uh, but, uh, you know, so yeah, lots of uh, fun things like that, that I've, that I've shared with the audience. So, you know, that's another fun thing. Go back and listen to some of the other episodes and, and hear the little things that Steve just drops, you know, like I was actually a single parent of five kids for almost heard that. years. What? Yeah. yeah. And, and I was a single parent of five kids when Kathy and I met and she still married me. So um, I don't know which of this is the crazier one. <laughs> so let's talk about why is it important? Why is it important to come together and share your message now? So when you say come together and share a message here, meaning, you know, like us holding hands with each other, that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> As a group, us holding hands. In fact, one of the things that would be fun to do at each of the events is to just do a prayer circle. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know the spiritual life of every single person that's joined, but we'll probably find out that they're all strong Christians because, well, that's who Kathy and I tend to attract. You know? Okay, there you go. But, yes. um, you know, that's a great way to start out before you do something is just spend those few minutes. So yeah, holding hands, coming together and sharing what's on our heart right now. Why now? Because I, I well, for me, I think it's because um, I think the world needs to see that, you know, and from us coming from different areas, you know, we're living in different states and to be able to say, you know what? Yes, I'm going to jump in and make this investment. And I, I've never met 
K-Monique, and I've never met any of the other ones that are on the platform. So to be able to do that with people I've never met um, is quite enlightening for me. And to show that, you know what, I don't have to live in the same state as you, um, but I can still love you just as you are and support you and what you're going to bring forth. And I want you to know that you're not alone. So I actually do see envisioning us holding each other's hands on a stage as we come together um, and maybe even having stools on a stage where we're interacting and getting the audience to be very interactive with us because I'm more of one who likes to have people to talk to me. I don't like to lecture. That's not my thing. I'm more of a conversationalist. So I begin to come out because it's more me. So you'll see more of me in that. Now, if you try to put me up on a platform and it's like, okay, here's your mic, start talking. Yeah. You're probably going to get some silence here for a minute with some uh, facial, yeah, there you go. With some facial expressions going on. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Well, I think it's time now. Um, one, I think um, this tour all by itself, uh, because I believe this is the first one. Yes. Um, this tour is confirmation for all involved that now is the time. Just the opportunity presenting itself. Just Kathy being inspired to do it at this time is just confirmation that it is our season for it. We are walking in purpose right now. Like I'm a firm believer that once you take that step, everything starts to just kind of line up. I mean, she, to my knowledge, she's never done the tour before. And so bringing us together, again, the practical part is it affords us to be able to do it together. You, you have complete strangers from all across the country that's going to, you know, pool their resources and create this opportunity for each other. So I feel, I feel privileged. And if right now those people are ready to do this, then why not? <laughs> Why not now? Um, and we all get the exposure and we all get to, you know, um, echo a message to a louder audience, um, have some amazing experiences. Can you imagine? I mean, I just, I'm a little overwhelmed and still wrapping my mind around this time next year, what it's going to be like to um, say everything I did this year. Like so far, it's only March. And to be able to say that I've done the events that I've done, and it's not the usual crowd. I'm not, people were like, well, um, are you going to do a, a book signing here in Chicago? <laughs> and I thought about it, but I was like, right now, I really have to make the decision that my resources and my energy is pulled toward my first stop on my speaking tour. And so for the first time, I don't have to sit somewhere in Chicago and wonder if people are going to support me um, because there's another tribe and another group of people. And I mean, no disrespect. I hope you guys can hear my heart. But just the anticipation of a new audience, of new friends, of new opportunities is blowing me away. And so I, I no disrespect to my um, Chicago tribe. I love them. Um, but I really feel in my spirit that right now, moving forward with this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, and it's, then, it's like God calling you out. And that's what exactly, I Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't want to just do something here just because it's home. Mm -hmm. Just because that's what you normally do. Mm -hmm. If that opportunity presents itself, great. Um, right now, I've had live events lined up, but not anything for a book signing right now. And I'm not going to try to push it. I'm getting ready for uh, San Diego. <laughs> that's awesome. So, um, you know, we got to wrap up things. The hour always goes by so quick. Um, and what I'd like for you each to do is... Um, speak specifically to the person that's listening or watching 
um, that's thinking about doing a book, why should they do it now? Someone needs your message now. Um, you're listening and have been listening to this broadcast or watching the broadcast and following the kids because um, I believe it is a clear sign that um, these are the individuals that are being presented to you in your life that can make that happen for you. Like there, now is the time. Like I think you have every sign and confirmation that you need, even us just talking. And no, everything's not going to be perfect. It's not going to um, line up the way you think it should. But I, I dare you to leap and not look back. I dare you to take a chance. I dare you to start pooling your resources to make it happen or, or ask God, you know, what, who's the raven? Who's, where's the provision going to come from so that I could go ahead and um, take this step? They have two awesome uh, programs and one of them fits. And the only thing you have to do now is decide. And I say leap, leap now. <laughs> it feels good. Yes, yes, yes. Listen, you need to do this for yourself. You more than anybody need what's inside of you to come out. And you need to put it on paper and make turn it into a product so that not only do you put it on the shelf for yourself, but you also disperse it to others and help unshackle themselves. So as you're getting yourselves to that place of freedom, you have the same opportunity to availing that to somebody else. So why not? Why not? Why not be the best person that you can be? Do your artwork through your writing and share it with the world. Listen, there are more people looking for you to come out than you think. And there are more people that are going to, that's going to support you even more than you can imagine. And it's not just about your little circle of friends or those that are just around you. There are so many more people that are waiting to meet and greet you. And you can reach them through your words. Put it in a book and then let it sell itself because it will, and it's not about the sales, so to speak. It's about the ministry of who you are. Let them get to know your essence as you aspire to be greater and fulfill the destiny that awaits you now. Hmm. Good stuff. All right. So, um, yeah, we have our free group bestsellers guild you can go to bestsellersguild.com and you can join for free takes you to a facebook group it's free you know we're there all the time when yeah free zero dollars absolutely <laughs> um you know and when you're when you're ready we've got a couple of programs we have the nine week bestseller formula uh, which is the same formula we've used to help over 400 people in the last two years become best-selling authors um, yeah, including Kay Monique and Veronica Simon, <laughs> and you need to check out their books. Yeah, Kay Monique, say something so that it pops you up on the screen. Um, this is it. This is, I don't know if you can see it's a little yeah, glare. Make it happen. You see that bestseller seal? This can be you. All you got to do is choose. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So look up Kay Monique and Veronica Simon on Amazon for their best-selling books. You absolutely won't regret. In fact, I would say you need to listen to, to read through their books um, and add them into your life. Okay, Veronica, you got to say something so it'll switch over. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Soul engagement is deep. Make sure you get it. You Pull know, it just back a little bit. 
pull it back. Can you see it? There, there we go. go. There you go. Beautiful. There you go. And that's a fine young lady on that book, too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Actually, right after Veronica's book came out, we had one of our other authors that said, I want a cover, I want my cover to look exactly like hers. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, we encourage you to join us at bestsellersguild.com. Come on over. Um, you know, when you're ready, if you need help with writing the book, you can use our authority package. We can take you all the way from an interview, all the way from being, I don't know if I'm ready to start writing this book or not, uh, to being a best-selling author. Because ultimately, you know, you need to understand you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. I want you to know that Kathy and I are here to make sure that you can live every day of your life as a best-selling author, as a thriving entrepreneur. Yeah. You can be that person. And here's the cool part. Once you become a best-selling author, you are a best-selling author for the rest of your life. Woo! Ever take that away from you. Yeah. Forever, ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, and if you're interested in the Platinum Tour and you're already one of our bestsellers or um, we've even opened it up to a couple of people who aren't one of our bestsellers um, to be able to uh, jump in on the Platinum Tour, we would love to have you with us. Thank you, Kay Monique and Veronica both for spending Thank some time you. with us here on the show today. Thank you. Thank you, sir. That was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. I know there's a couple of places in there that because we were also doing video that, um, you know, you may be like, what's she holding up? I didn't see that. You know, they were showing the covers of their book and uh, I just really appreciate it. You do definitely need to go to Amazon and check out the books by all of our Amazon bestsellers. They're so great. And, uh, you know, they will really enrich your life. And I want to encourage you that now is your time to stop thinking about it, to stop saying you're going to, and to really, truly take up the mantle of writing your book. And as long as you're going to write a book, why not write a bestseller? We'd love to help you with that. Your message is so important, and the world definitely does need it. So please don't hide it anymore. Let's put it out there. Let's show up in the world and show the world all that you can be so that you can live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. 
Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.